This time on TNT. I had a profound experience at Joshua Tree National Park, buds. We play a game, remember that, featuring bowling for dollars and other classics. A cow cow money for birthday. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hello. There he is. How's it going, bud? Well, I'm in Lady Orlando, bud. Orlando. So here's what happened since we're we last... Where, <laughs> where it's... Where you get the looks when you're wearing a mask. Yep. <laughs> yes, I am in a minority of people whose face is covered. Is that... It's true. <laughs> That's the vibes, right? You see, there, there are kind of uh, three buckets of folks here. There are those that, um, you know wear a mask and uh, social distance and um, hand sanitize and stuff. There are those that have tried to customize their trip here with like Disney masks. Like what if the whole family gets Disney masks? So at least, you know, we're wearing masks, but it's more fun. And then the biggest bucket of people is the, uh, the what now? Like that group of people that um, for whom it just does not exist. Um, despite signs and stuff saying, Hey, you really should. Um, there aren't there aren't uh, many folks, I would say, sweating the pandy here. It's unbelievable, huh? So since we last spoke, I had a few days uh, between gigs. Um, I was in San Diego, you might recall, and um, because of the testing and the risk and the um, hours. Uh, required to travel home. Normally I would have flown home the second I was done and come back down, even if it meant more travel. But in this case, I actually had to cool my jets for three days, which was a very weird experience for me because A, I was alone and B, I'm, I'm used to doing whatever it takes to get home to the fam. So I had some work to do and that helped. And then on Saturday, I took a road trip out to the Joshua Tree. Oh, nice. Have That's you been? a good time. I mean, yeah, lots of times. 800,000 so- acres of man am I small in the big picture. And it was yeah. a little cold, like um, not complaining by what's <coughs> going on in Canada right now standards, but like five degrees, eight degrees was maybe the warmest it got and pretty windy. Um but there aren't many places. This is the thing that I loved about having a rowboat is there aren't many places in the world where I can feel alone. Um, or I shouldn't say in the world. There are lots in the world. But in, in my world, there aren't many places where I'm like, man, it is silent and I'm by myself. Um, and that's really important, I think. Um, yeah. So just the vastness of it was wild and... Uh, also just uh, trying to uncondition or de- decondition myself uh, to fight the urge to move. Oh, I should really, I should really get back. I should really get back to work. I should really, whatever. I had nothing yeah. to do. And yeah, that's when you're fighting that, like, yeah, that's interesting. Cause I know all about that. <laughs> Looking for something to do when you're on like, being on the road and just days off and stuff like that, that feeling of just, you're kind of, okay, you got to make, make a situation here. Yeah. And you do the, when you're in a place like that and you're like, okay, let's do the, uh, check off the list here. Yeah. Joshua tree is a great time, man. I know. uh, And the, the internal wrestling match between I should really, and then realizing, no, you know what I should really do is sit and, think and take in this view and not be in a hurry that like yeah to to drive all the way out there it would be doing a disservice to myself to not actually take it in so i purposely left my phone in the car and i uh wandered and climbed and sat and looked and stared and it was really cool it, on so many levels one is all of the life that's thriving in this harsh, dry climate, like trees and mm-hmm. plants. And they're not only unusual compared to the things we normally see, but when you also think about how resourceful they are to flourish in a climate like that, like it, it's just cool. And then I actually yeah. 
posted about this. Um, I was climbing this kind of mountain range and it, it was such a um, light bulb moment because sometimes I'd be halfway up and I couldn't keep going straight. I had to backtrack and walk around and it took longer and it wasn't the straightest line between two destinations, but it was uh, safer and uh, made more sense. So sometimes being methodical about something even if you have to backtrack a little is the better way to get there. And it's so, it's so on the nose as a analogy or metaphor or whatever, but it was like, Oh yeah. Sometimes you can't just ram straight through. You have to be methodical. So that kind of physicality, uh, reminding me about how to tackle challenges in life and stuff. And if you, if you're patient and might not be the way you plan, but you will get there. Like it, it was, it was such a productive day for being such a quiet uh, day by myself. It was great. That's awesome. And it's probably uh, been a while since you've done that. A yeah, it time, sure right? has. And one of the things that I uh, have to contend with is guilt because i feel like man carol's got horses and kids and cats and (laughs) dogs and groceries and meals and it's minus 20 and uh, i'm going for a walk in the joshua tree give me a break you're you're kicking dusty rocks around yeah whistling and thinking well i should probably only sit for another four hours before i should think about getting back um but she of course never says anything other than I think you should do something for yourself and um, why don't you do something fun like for sure none of that's coming from her it's all coming from me but of course especially since you haven't done it like in years so you know what I mean like it's you have to at least enjoy it while you can instead of otherwise you're not going to you know and then that's like then if if you can't have fun when you're supposed to give yourself a chance to, then it's really bad, you know? Yeah. You have to let the ta- the, the uh, crock pot air out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it was so... Um, doing nothing was huge, is I guess the most succinct way I, I can put it. It was really sure. memorable, and uh, it, it was a good reset for sure. That's amazing. Just to man. get out and blow I'm the stink glad. off you, as they say. Yeah. And then you're back back home this afternoon, which is great. Yeah, I had to come to Orlando for a couple of days of work. Really nice people. Um, as I mentioned, I was a little kind of apprehensive about the whole trip. Uh, but I, the one thing that I needed was a negative test to get back to Canada, of course. I had that yesterday. It's negative. I'm good to go. Um, but I think I exhaled for the first time the whole time I was down here when I got that test result because Carol and I were talking about this this morning. It's not, um, it's not offensive. It's not like, where can I go? I'm going to pop in here. I look at that store. Where should we go for dinner? It's what is the least human contact I can have to get something warm in a paper bag, right? It, it's defensive. Yeah. You're, you're totally. retreating to your room. You're staying outside. You're not, you're not living, you're kind of uh, no, you're putting in the time and trying to avoid humans. So it's yeah. a bit of a reprogram in that way, too. And as I said, For it's sure. not by Canadian standards, but yesterday morning it was three degrees here, which is not peak Disney weather anyway. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm just treading water till my bird this afternoon. Nice. Well, I wish I could say it was as eventful here. We've been uh, just kind of hanging out. The kids are are at school which is kind of makes me a little bit nervous but hopefully everything's all right uh i haven't heard of any other kids having to go home but again right now they don't say anything if until there's 30 percent plus in the classroom that are gone <laughs> yeah the the new don't no see him rules <laughs> which makes no sense um but uh just got fingers crossed that everything's cool how do they uh, feel about the, it, by the way? The same. I mean, as much as they... Uh, um, don't don't want to get COVID, they still want to kind of be more interactive with their school. Um, so I think it's a 50-50 thing. And 
I don't know. The uh, there's just the only concern I that we all have is is Lisa's mom, right? So it's just kind of uh, just trying to be really careful. Yeah. But uh, I had a buddy that has got got it twice now, and he said the second time he got it was way worse than the first time. So so much for the you get it and you're good theory. You know. The guy so who did my test yesterday, you. I said, have you had it? And he's like, oh, yeah, a few times. Like, Excuse <laughs> me? Times. He said, well, when you think about it, I'm confronted with it all the time, but all I'm young time, and I'm fit yeah. and I just get through it. A few yeah. times. Yeah. There's the herd mentality idea. Exactly. Out the window. So anyway, uh, we've just been trying to keep it together here. And... Uh, the only place that we didn't have to do in the house, like, you know what I mean? In terms of, it could obviously be updated, but everything is working and everything's cool. But the the shower in our bathroom, all of a sudden there's like a spot of water underneath it and the floor below. So whoa, it's whoa. like, oh man. So now we're thinking, okay, we have to do that bathroom at least to uh, make sure that that's not an issue. So we're also looking into whether it could be an insurance, but I don't know. I don't know if that really works when it's a 30-year-old shower. Hmm. You have to be careful with so that anyway. stuff because if there's a um, deductible and you end up yeah. paying more and your premium goes exactly. up. Exactly. You know? There's a for sure. So anyway, we're all weighing all the issues for for the time being. There's no showers going on in there. And it's one of those old kind of open the door and get in anyway in the corner deals. Yes. <laughs> you like the, I mean? you like can't see through the glass. <laughs> yeah. And you like have to, you know, when the water's cold, you got to like creep into the corner like a <laughs> like you're in prison hiding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. You don't I mean, use that anymore? Who's shower got to go it? anyway, but like. What? What's that? Whose shower is it? You, you're, uh, I can't hear you for some reason. Whose shower is it? Oh, it's ours in our, the bedroom bathroom. Oh, it's like, like your, the, your primary bedroom shower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you so, have designated bathrooms in your house? Like you use the one in the basement and it's kind of, everyone knows that. Well, there's, there's a bathroom on the main floor. And that's across from Lisa's mom's room, so that she uses that one, and and anyone who's kind of guest would use that one. And anyone, just it's the main floor, right? And then there's two, there's two upstairs, so there's not like bathrooms all over the place, right? There's one in our bedroom, and then there's another one in the main kind of walkway to the other bedrooms. Do so the kids the morning, share a bathroom? That's the thing. It's like everybody's got. Yeah, but the uh, at least there's two. We put a, two sinks in there, sick, so they can brush their teeth in the morning together. That because that ends up being the only issue. It's not like taking showers or baths. It's more like in the morning. I need. I have five minutes because I've pushed everything off, and I got to get in there at the same time as you, right? So usually it's more like getting in there to brush your teeth and hair or whatever before school. So there's enough room for the two people to be in there and ours to be open. But anyway, uh, got to fix this shower in our room. And it's an unexpected thing that we have to do, but got to do it, I guess, the way it goes. Yeah. And it's the kind yeah. of thing that like you you have to do it at some point. So if you know that, you might as well just get it done. Because if you wait two years to do it, then you just don't use your shower in your room for two years. And what's the point of that? Man, I got the cracklies going with you for some do reason. You? Couldn't make that much of that out. Okay, I'm going to take my AirPods <laughs> out. Bathroom. Yeah, I can... What's that? Sorry? Is that better? <laughs> Is that better? I don't know what's good. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. But it's like every time I ask you something, it disappeared. <laughs> okay, let's take a break, bud. We're back. And we're back. All audio sorted. Had some uh, uh, technical issues that I thought maybe had to do with being close to the airport. Because I know when we were shooting something yesterday, air traffic oh. control was messing with our walkies. 
turns out it was all me, bud. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm so, because of my country internet, I'm so gun-shy. It's raining here. I know. And I was like, oh, maybe the rain is interfering with the internet. <laughs> but I think that's just at my house. Yeah. No, you're all set. It's crystal clear now. Phew. We all set over here. Okay, so. Uh, it's 81. Yeah, 81. You pulled 81. some 81 jams. Well, I did. I, I, pulled, uh, I pulled a classic, one of my uh, late Uncle John's favorite artists. Wait, is John or, named after your late Uncle John? No. Uh, Lisa's father was named John. Uh, John's but, everywhere. Uh, in spirit, there is some Johns on both sides. My, actually, mother's dad's name was John as really? well. So it's, uh, it's out there. Lisa's brother's name was John. Really? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jared, do any uh, of your children have a special someone in their life yet? Like, has that started to creep in? No. No. Like a girlfriend? Yeah, no one, no one's, no. like, uh, putting their feelers out there? No. And, uh, you know, John will be 16 in March. And Jack is, uh, he'll be, he's 14, so. But they're, uh, yeah, they're, I, I, from the sense that I get, they're just, uh, at this point, they're too busy with things to be uh, on that tip yet. Were you a late bloomer in that regard? Yeah. Definitely, for sure. So you weren't yeah, wheeling I mean, and dealing in high school? I wasn't wheeling and dealing in high school. No, I was uh, I was joking it up, as, yeah. as they say, right? You know what I'm talking about. Sure do. Few jokes, few laughs, maybe a hold of a hand. That's that. <laughs> no pulling the fun rope just yet. Yeah, but mind you, you know, I was in the band at... 18 we were out there and does that help with like meeting girls uh definitely in terms of like t t talking to people and meeting people for sure i was being a little bit facetious it's a lot different yeah it's <laughs> a good opener then, then grade nine <laughs> then new guy in grade nine <laughs> yeah. really so rock band works better than that huh <laughs> yeah, a lot different <laughs> Yeah. Hit me with this juice. <laughs> Do you want to hear the juice? Yeah. Okay, here it out. Here it comes. Oh, there's some heavy Phil, Phil Spector-like production here. For anyone who thought it was going to be Orange Juice Jones walking in the rain, they are very surprised. Ba -da -ba -bum. Neil Diamond styles? Here it comes. Oh, it's okay. not. Kick it. Oh. Yeah. Verse still. Oh, the pre-chorus. Pre-chorus and bridge is the same thing, right? No. Very different. Pre-chorus sets up the chorus. Three. This is a four. Bridge is what you put after the second chorus, generally, to take your listener, listener away. To a different place because oh, yeah, they're tired right, of, of hearing the person chorus. But sometimes I feel like you just jammed that bridge in there, it doesn't need it. Well, sometimes it feels like I think a, a bridge is supposed to be something to take you away in a nice way, like a palate cleanser. But sometimes you're like, you know I mean? I'm enjoying this taste so much, I don't want my palate cleansed. Yeah, like it's like every breath you take, for example, right? Like it doesn't, I don't think it really goes, it kind of goes to different places, but it kind of, you know, it, it's a different kind of thumbprint for how to do a, a formula for a song, right? S, 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 A, 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 Oh, that, yeah. E, E, T, T. Somebody informed me that that was from the actual remix, dance remix. That exists. Oh, interesting. That makes sense. Three, four. I remember this song, man. I'm at skate country, just outside of Charlottetown. Roller skating? Yeah, yeah. The cool guys skate, skate backwards and like slow dance, but oh. the less cool guys <laughs> had to skate forwards and hold hands. And then there was like the fancy rolling, and then like the hockey style rolling. Yeah. 
But generally, like body body checking guys. Generally, yeah, yeah, body checking each other. (laughs) Generally, the the people that were athletic could roller skate pretty well. Like the hockey guys were good at roller skating, even though they're kind of different. I remember how heavy roller skates felt on your feet when you first put them on. You know, I I don't think I ever put on roller skates and roller skated in my whole life. I skated. But I never roller skated. I've it roller bladed with just the blades, but never the roller skates. Like Manhattan heard, Beach style. Yeah, I've heard that the roller skates is like way harder than roller blading. It is. Yeah, because it's like you got you have balance on the four wheels on both, which is like pretty intense. Yeah, it's intense. That t- takes away the balance. Like you've created. A balance on two things, which is tricky, right? Because if one goes off, you're done. Also, rollerblades have like they're like micron skates with ankle support, and they kind of yes. go midway up your shin. Roller yeah. skates are often in like pleather booties. Yeah, L- Lisa f- has a pair she found somewhere. Uh, I don't know where she got them, but like they're in the basement, but they're like total 70s roller skates that like have the the leather they're actually like the yellow leather wow and they and they have like the big they're they look brand new like someone bought them and just put them in a box and left them for 30 years or something crazy but carol's roller skates too difficult remember roller girl from uh yes yeah heather graham that was the first time i saw her yeah, I remember Roller Derby being on TV every Saturday. Do you remember that? No. You don't remember the Roller Derby? No. Like, girls go ripping around and pounding into each other, or guys doing it like back in the 80s. Well, I know what... Roller, roller Derby was a thing on the Saturday afternoon, like bowling for dollars around that era. I remember, like, I know the concept of roller derby, and I know that it's kind well, of... This, this rolls perfectly, and rolls is the word, into our game. That, oh, remember that? that? We, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think member that requires any additional setup, or do you think it's no, quite clear? That's, that's, that's it. That's perfectly it. Remember that? Remember that? And, and what were we just saying? Like, uh, I said bowling for dollars, which I'm sure you remember. But no, you like said roller, roller derby. Roller derby, yes. But Bowling like, for dollars? <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> no. Come on, no way, really? Well, I remember Bowl for Millions. I think that was a Big Brother's, Big Sister's fundraiser. <laughs> no, there'd be guys like rolling and it's like, all right, you got to, you got to take a... a, a you got a, a a spare ten bucks, like it was literally not much. How did you guys bowl a lot as a kid? Yeah, bowling was a thing for sure. Yeah, because it's kind I, of I, affordable I family in, entertainment. I remember in Alliston, we used to rock the bowling alley there. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, look. See, I found it. I found bowling for dollars on. <laughs> what was it? A TV it was, show? Yeah. It was five pin. <laughs> Listen to that theme. <laughs> oh man! Now Look. here's Jeff Hutchison. Hey, welcome back to another program here on Bowling for Dollars. Nice to have you joining us again this week. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, nice to have you along. Of course, our rules here at Twin City Bowling Water—it's literally a bowling alley that's like open. It sounds like people are just like hanging out in the back in the bar, and he's standing there at a podium with a big bunch of money in the clear podium. <laughs> there's cash in it. Have we? And then, and then there's a a tally, an LED tally to the right of him that says four thousand four hundred twenty-five dollars, which I I assume would be the total because they just. Keep a running total, and no one ever wins the four grand. They they win like fifty bucks. Aww. <laughs> so was this like TVO or something? I have no recollection of this. 
It might have been Ontario TV, like maybe a CHCH jam, like in, or like one of those. You like know I've heard saying? the phrase, but I've never seen the show. Like the hammer, maybe it was in the hammer on CHCH. <laughs> and then tries to throw three consecutive strikes. If that happens, the bowler and the pin pal at home will share a jackpot. Oh, the bowler at home shares the jackpot. Oh, I love that there's a home bowler. <laughs> That's maybe my favorite part. Every time we don't have a winner, and we'll also uh, tell you how you can get uh, a bowling dog sweatshirt, and you'll hear about our two strike bonus envelope. So, there's a lot of info there's off a lot the top. Going on. Yeah, that's a heavy stand Like, that's like he's ripping out like 14 different things that happened. That's why the they need a game like Member That, which requires no additional setup. Here's how Member hey, That works. See. We're going to each bring out things that the other person may or may not remember. Let's see how t- I know, right? And then go on for five minutes till after that. And if it's a okay. <laughs> deck of cards, you pull a face card, then the viewer at home like, has to check their drawers. And if they can find the same face card, then you get 15% of the overall jackpot of $4,000. Let's listen to him tap dance one more time. Here's the tee up. Yeah. <laughs> now. Here's Jeff Hutchison. <laughs> Welcome back to another program. Here. Hold on. Wait. Again. Oh, hold on. See how he's like hammer, hammering it so early because he has so much info to get in. <laughs> he's coming in hot. Yeah, he's coming in super hot. <laughs> Wait, is that Jeff Hutchison from like Canada AM fame? I think so, yes, yes. Crazy. Okay, listen. <laughs> I was thinking I would probably just put up at the end of the show like all participants receive a full for dollar sweatshirt. He's like, I don't know if that needs to be in the copy. <laughs> okay, listen, let's back her up a second here. <laughs> Split between the bowler and the pin pal at home. Our high pinfall winner every week gets to come back for another shot at our jackpot. We put $25 in the jackpot every time we don't have a winner. And we'll also uh, tell you how you can get uh, a bowling dog sweatshirt. And you'll hear about our two-strike bonus envelope. So, gosh, it's, it's two an strike bonus show. envelope? <laughs> yeah, he just fired that. Guys, that's, that's too much information. That's too much information. You can tell he's... He's just like a monster now because he's doing this show for like collecting and firing it out there. He's really good. And I, I wonder if he even had a prompter. Probably not. No. Okay, let's go back a sec here and then. Is it, what's his eye line? Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like is, where is he? Is he looking off beside the camera like at a cue he's, card or something? Or is he reading cards he's in his fu- hand? He's fu- no, there's no, there's no, he's, he's kind of far away. He's probably like 15 from the camera feet. Oh like, man, Hutchinson's behind such a the podium. Too. So like, it seems to me pretty far away and I don't see a guy, I can't see a guy holding cue cards. Just there's no killing way. it. It's, you just hear people like having beers behind them in the, in the drink <laughs> section. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Dollars at the jackpot. Every time we don't have a winner, and we'll also uh, tell you how you can get uh, a bowling dog sweatshirt, and you'll hear about our two-strike bonus envelope. So, gosh, it's, it's an exciting show every week, isn't it? Uh, here we go. You'll be a pal once a month. So keep oh, it's not money in this. This is a big tumbler thing. It's not money. He's, he's burling it around right now. He's about to pull out a card and give something away. Okay, is ready? It? Could be a contestant. Once a year. Now, if you're uh, just joining us and you haven't been with us for the past couple of weeks, have we got a jackpot for you? Let's put $25 in this thing to start. $4,450. $4,450 in the Bowling for Dollars jackpot to start things out today. People are fired up. Cash there. 
And we knew that during this show, someone would likely win, so we didn't let anybody win until you guys got here. And then that way, you'll have the $4,000 jackpot for yourself. So he's firing right, up the locals. Oh, now, man. Picture, How many people are there? Walker, like 20. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Great. Hi, thank you. Not too bad. Let's get the uh, two-strike bonus envelope. Okay, here comes so somebody. The uh, people at home with that is. Do you know what that two-strike bonus is? It's the two-strike. <laughs> she, <laughs> she doesn't know. She just hands it's it to a, him. It's a six. So what this means is if uh, Marianne gets two strikes and not three, we'll multiply your total by six. Okay. Not too bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not too bad. craft person? Yes. What is that? Is it? Uh, I work. Can I tell you where I work? Absolutely. I work for a company called Plantel, and I'm drafting at home sketches. The engineers go out in the field, draw a right. rough yep. plan, and mm -hmm. then I uh, draft it. Oh, and what contract kind of work? Yeah. What kind of things do they? Uh, Bill Canada. He's really Bill digging Canada, in here. Cables and, oh, so and like, aerial cable and oh, really? whatever. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So how long yes. have you been doing it? Um, <laughs> I'd say about eight months. Oh, so you just started. And where's the camera? Denise, I want some work. Thank you. There you go. A shout out for gigs. Hey, I love it. There it is right there. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Who's Denise? She's my boss. Oh, she's your boss. Okay. Oh, okay. And hopefully she'll still be your yeah, boss after the show. Uh, All right. <laughs> so there, this is going on and on. He's about to announce the, uh, the choice, I think. Here. Uh, no, you do some oil painting, too? Oh, no, he starts going on about more stuff here. What ornaments do you paint? Um, oil paintings. for the trees, yeah. and I get them to relatives, and I sell them sometimes. Oh, good. It depends. Okay. Yeah. And let's meet the people you brought oh, with I would today. watch the okay, show. Hold on oh a second. There's a whole, her whole family there. By the way, I sent him a message to ask if he had a teleprompter. <laughs> Eight people. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna skip to the actual bowling a, here. Can you give me a nine shot? It's the rare okay. nine shot. I think she's uh, about to bowl here. Here she comes. She's picking up the pin or the, the ball. Or the bowling ball. Her two strike bonus number is six. So she's about to roll the five pin here. Okay. So what do I need to have at home to win? I don't know. Number six. She got two. two. Three, still a chance to uh, spare this up. Spare it up. She's about to roll the spare here. Three on the left. Here it comes. And, oh, she just got right, one. Still a chance here to uh, get some pinfall money. Two dollars a pinfall, of course, is what we pay. Two bucks a pin they yeah, pay. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's oh, with two bucks a pin. Yeah, she got it. We'll get $30. 30 bucks. Okay. That's $30. Okay. She, uh, there we go. Yeah. she cleared it. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Okay, right. Thank you. That's uh, Marianna Walker from Kitchener, and that means though we have to increase our jackpot by twenty-five dollars, and this will now give us four. Wow, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. So they just people come up, and they have to get three strikes in a row, I guess, to, to get something going. Otherwise, it's like thirty, forty bucks. Well, what? But get something going. What is that? The jackpot? Yeah. I think so. Because it's just here comes another person. Every Friday night. Every Friday? Whereabouts? Waterloo Lane. Waterloo Lane. Waterloo Lane. Seven there for your two strike bonus number. Okay. You're another bingo player. If you want, like, big at bingo. All right. Here we go. Let's see if she. She's got her whole family there, too. Right? Man. I hope that's correct. Like, including, like, the grandparents. I'm not kidding. Like, seven people. Well, there's no internet. What else are people going to do? I see you come on the show. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Okay, so you didn't get a spare. Right, that's uh, Roseanne Martin. We'll be back to uh, get that jackpot even higher right after this. We'll stay with us. All right. So yeah. now, now you know. Now you're getting the feel. Like I just feel like I was. Uh, it's 1980 whatever, and I'm hanging out on the couch waiting for. Does it beach say comas. 1980 what? Like what is that kind on of the mid 80s? Video? Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm guessing it's probably like 86 or around there. Oh, maybe man. mid to late. It's like No, right around the right around the, the, the 85 Blue Jays drive, yeah. that vibes. So, yeah. Atta Bowling boy, for dollars. Remember that. Uh, no, I remember is that. the short answer. I know the phrase, but I, yeah. I don't know the show. Have we ever talked about... I can't remember in 281 hours if we've ever talked about the French Canadian mini putt tour. Oh yeah, I don't think we have talked. Can about you that, bring that up is, on the YouTube? I I will. In it's the really 80s, great. there was. Yeah. Uh, I remember sending it to Jay Onright. There was a um, mini putt golf tour. 
but there were announcers, and it was treated like it was the PGA. The real, yeah. Like all those um, parodies we do of French Canadian announcers, these guys actually are that. Yeah, I'm trying to. It's a birdie. The Mini putt, but given the PGA treatment. I know, I've seen it. I, don't, I just. Uh, if you put Quebec mini it. putt. I, I did. Girl. It's really hard. Oh, man, that's so good. I know it. I'm going to find it. <laughs> did you look mini putt Quebec? I found yeah, it. Yeah, and oh, Carl, Carl Carmoni. C-A-R-L. Okay. <laughs> Carmoni. C-A-R-M-O-N-I. Carl Carmoni Birdie. Okay, I got it now. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, let Birdies. it rip. Finalement, Carl Carmoni. À moins que Carl ne déclenche une avalanche de... C'est la bagarre qui commence... Avec Carl Carmoni, champion des bourses. Et dès le départ, Pelling Carmoni, Birdie. Birdie. En carrière, Carl Carmoni, en quatre birdies. It's a long putt here. Présence. And it's, uh, oh, attention. It's going in. Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're doing the, the like, fist pumps and everything. Like. Et la distance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, over the jump. This guy's crushing it. This, he's acting like he's like... I just... No way. He just missed one. Spectator buy-in. But you know, it's like... The, you know the those mini putts like it's all shitty it goes like way left and then way right you know around the hole yeah it's been, the turf been like 20 years <laughs> yeah. it's there's a ball like it's not even close and then it's like sucks in the back <laughs> yeah there's a floby that sucks your ball yeah or it like does a big huge left turn before the hole and totally totally misses that's what's going on now. He, he's missing, like, Even where it's, like, right in our... Carl Carmody is missing? Well, because it, it's those crappy mini putts where it's, like, cement, and the cement's actually all worn in or whatever, so it's just, like, <laughs> Carl there's, a, there's a big left big left turn right at the end just from footprints. <laughs> Imagine, like, there's one thing about being a pro mini golfer on the circuit Imagine being a pro mini golf spectator and going well, to place, watch. No, but that place was packed. There was stands around the mini putt, right. and it was packed. So yeah, that's bizarre. That's it's a thing. I'm into for it for sure. What was the other uh, member that I was? Uh, we were talking about. Well, I was talking about one um, earlier before we started about the Peter Zosky TV show, 90 Minutes Live. Oh, that's right. And how um, Peter Zosky was unbelievable on the radio, and uh, he wasn't exactly telegenic. He wasn't uh, a TV star looking by any means, and he was on the darts, and there was ashes on his tie and stuff. But there was an episode of 90 Minutes Live where uh, they were doing a Cuisinart demonstration, and Pierre Burton, who was the guest, um from front page challenge right yeah 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 and he reached his finger in the cuisine art as a joke during the demonstration and then uh what no one saw on the show is that he actually cut his finger really badly and it was bleeding like crazy and he held it behind his back until they threw the commercial and then everyone was like oh my god he's bleeding <laughs> when i think of like member that in in canadian tv um that's one. Another one is... You know what I'm saying? The sports media world, familiarity sometimes breeds contempt. I'll give you a reason why. I, I'm trying, totally got the wrong thing going on. Who's that? Grapes? I don't know. It's somebody, someone blaring and yelling. 
That's not it. I would say other tra- other big moments in Canadian TV. Remember Rick Mercer's talking to Americans? No. Do you remember that? Or were you away for that, maybe? Yeah. You might have lived well, elsewhere. I'm not sure if I remember that. He made a show what called Talking to Americans, and, uh, you know, he would track down senators and presidents and uh, governors and say, like, do you have any words of um, uh, support for Prime Minister Jean Poutine? And just, like, <laughs> like uh, bait the hook to let them hang themselves and uh, look dumb. And Talking to Americans was, I think, the highest, maybe the highest rated show in Canadian history. Like, three million people watched it or something. It was huge. Nice. Nice. That's uh, the, t- the masters of the Mercers. Yeah, man. People underestimate how hard it is to do what he did, which is stay virtually untouchable for two decades and then go, okay, I'm done. <clears throat> yeah, that was a solid piece out, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of stopped. He decided, I'm not going to make the show anymore. Um, It wasn't like it was canceled. It wasn't like the audience left. He was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and and he, is he, uh, well, I, no, nobody's doing anything right now, but uh, he was doing, was he doing stand-up even after? Well, I think he's doing a Just for Laughs tour. Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, yeah. And um, he wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Slash whatever he damn well pleases. Yeah, exactly. Like he did the CBC New Year's Eve uh, show, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I think he kind of drops in, stays relevant, goes away. He's. Uh, I don't think he's hurting for dough. No. I don't think so. I think that's. Uh, does he live in in Newfoundland? Um, I know they have a place there, but I I also know they have a place in Toronto. Toronto so I, I don't know what the split is. I don't know if since the show's done, if he spends more time in Newfoundland or not. It's good times up there, Newfoundland. I got everything. I know. I haven't been since we were there to do our show no. a few years ago. Um, remember, and Andrew and Patrick no. picked us up at the airport. <clears throat> The boss? Yeah. With salt yeah, and bennies? I know. I love that. I, I just remember, well, and you just see that uh, for such a uh, small space in comparison to other major cities, the amount of great like restaurants, for example, there is in St. John's. Oh, yeah. It's, is, it's almost intimidating it's really, how cool it yeah, is. It kind of makes me sad to think that, you know, like you can just see Alan Doyle rip out. And get just the most delicious lunch or whatever down the street where it's like, I don't have that privilege. It's not. Even though I live near a major city, there's no like five minute place where it's like you're going to get the best fish in in the world. It's not cool because it's trying to be cool. It's cool because it just is. And real cool is hard to compete with. Yeah. Like it's just cool. But that's the, I know, but I'm saying they have all that like the Michelin quality eats. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, and I think there's been enough like uh, talented chefs that are from there and that go that actually probably go there because they love it. So it's just an interesting place where you'd think uh, you wouldn't you know want to live the entire year there, but it's it's like. People do it and they love it. Yep. Same with Winnipeg. Winnipeg's sneaky for that. Like people that the opportunities of great eats in Winnipeg are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, we've but, talked uh, before about damn, how I feel it's like damn cold though. That's a, that that's some cold. Like right now, it's been minus twenty for like two weeks, and it's it's not fun whatsoever. <laughs> but it's probably minus fifty or sixty there. Where you go outside and you all of a sudden your stomach hurts because you can't breathe. <laughs> right. Like that's some bullish. Yeah. There's nothing cute about that kind <clears throat> of whatever. Cold. It makes uh, it makes you stronger, I guess. When people from Winnipeg would go to Nova Scotia and say, like, oh man, I can't stand it. It's so damp here. Mm, that's true. It's all what you know, you it know? It's dry. Because, yeah, the old uh, chapstick as soon as you get out of Ontario. Yeah. 
from the dry lips. I remember the first time I was there with uh, Randy and Leahy to do a show at the um, Burton Cummings. And mm-hmm. it was Winnipeg in the winter. And I remember when I was trying to have a little shutdown nap ski in the afternoon. And when I would roll over in the bed, it was <laughs> like fireworks because it was so dry. There was so much static. <laughs> I'd never seen that before. Just crackling? Yeah. <laughs> like little fire. Crackling bed. <laughs> Today's special crackling is a show that... That must have been unique to Ontario too, was it? Because I've heard people talk about it. I don't ever have a reference. Yeah. I'll tell you, we people. Love one that. thing we also need here in the house is a, a humidifier. There in the uh, furnace. Oh, she gets dry in there. Oh man, big time! And the water's hard as a rock. It's like every single thing that you think you didn't need, you got to do. Do you know what I did? It's a lot, water softener. Um, you, yeah. you know, we, we're at uh, the podcast exchange and um, nice bunch of folks there. And uh, yeah. Lena sent us a, a gift card for the holidays, which is super nice. Yeah. For totally. 99 bucks on Amazon, I bought a 16-inch rain shower head. Um, because ours had gotten kind of corroded and wasn't spraying straight. I'm going to tell you, if you ever want to feel like you're in the rainforest, because <laughs> it's big enough that your entire body is enveloped in rain. Yeah. You lose a bit of so pressure, I won't lie. But the the girth of stream... Like, what are you talking about? Like an umbrella of rain? Kind of, yeah. Well, it's 16 inches square. Wow, okay. So it's huge. So it's like a TV. Yeah, it's like a TV raining down on you. And uh, you like it? You like it? I do. I I love the sensation of it, and I I love the coziness. Have uh, you tried the rainforest music in the... Back no, but I should. The, the, Just start ripping it? Here's my only knock against the 16 banger. If what? you're in a hurry and you need to get the shampoo out of your hair, it's like, come on, let's uh, add some torque. That's true, yeah. yeah. No, that's. But we have a hand bomber be. for that. So no, it's for more of a like a spa vibes shower exactly. than actually like a getting washed shower. Exactly. But that's something that you would see if you were staying at the Four Seasons in Hawaii. And then you're realizing, you know what? 99 bucks on Amazon. That's all that separates me from a um, hotel experience in my own shower. Okay, so this is you tomorrow when you get home. You're going to be jamming to this. <laughs> Let's see if I can get this dialed in for you. Carl, Carl, money. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I want you to picture the uh, this while you're in the sitting in there. <laughs> that's kind of what it is anyway i was like put it in the rain what course. is it well it's just raining anyway oh i so thought it was like applause at the canadian country music awards or exactly. something before a live performance that's it. so imagine you're in there and you're like turn it on and it's just louder rain coming at you <laughs> Remember the Rainforest Cafe, that place? Yeah, it still exists, doesn't it? Not around here. I don't know. There was one in Yorkdale. I don't know if I don't think it's. I remember that. But it would start raining every thirty minutes. Um, Okay, here's a member that ready. In 1990 something, Global (laughs) bought the rights to a format that existed somewhere else and made a TV show called Train Forty Eight. I remember that. Remember? Just the name. Remember that? Yeah. And it, Just remember the name. It was like a, a soap opera, and I think, I want to say they did it live. And it was on really? every single day, and it told the story of commuters that took the train. And, like, train friends was basically the premise. Um, train buddies? Consider the fact, oh, every episode was shot the same day it aired, and much of it was improvised. Right. So it was fake? Like they're just making up stuff? Yeah. I remember this. It was uh, not the best. 
Train 48. Well, <laughs> I admire the spirit of trying something so out there. And uh, that's a little bit, it's a little bit like large to expect that too, though, right? Like every day we're going to, you know, do this. It's a lot. It does. You need an audience that's willing to like, you know, forgive. Yeah. Um, I can't. <laughs> Imagine the guys like faking illness to try and like get out of the bad <laughs> train he's created. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to work. Like, like Michael Scott improv class. All of a sudden, he pulls out a gun. That's the only thing. It's so. Um, <laughs> if your hook is we do a show every day, then you can never take your foot off the gas on that hook <laughs> no. well and then it becomes more about getting the day done than what you're doing yeah which is awful that's the worst you know like okay doesn't matter we got to move on oh my god we don't have time we gotta go shoot this other part the show's on in 20 minutes <laughs> but i admire i admire the, the risk and the size of the idea and i admire the the attempt <laughs> Imagine like some joke that you're like, man, I really don't think that's gonna go over. It's too late. Good enough. It's already aired. What? It's already. Maybe do that yeah, one show like, a week. Yeah. No, you're the actor calling the guy. Listen, I just don't really think this will ruin my my comedy career. Too bad it came out already. Sorry, man. Clock. We don't have time. Um, it is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Well, the other non-pressure is the fact that nobody's really watching it. Well, that's you know the thing. I mean? Like, that's another thing. Like, come on. It's it's actually. I was uh, late to discovering that that is one of the first questions you should ask yourself when developing a TV show: Who would watch this? Who is it for? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. a question that is often overlooked. So I don't know who the viewing audience is for Train Forty Eight because I think it was on at like four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so the nan like the nans of the world are they watching well the same persons that, that's watching that like show at the improv thing where they would pass around that <laughs> pass around that thing and they all have to make up something about what it is and then the, the contestant guesses which one's true remember that show yes of course what was that show again the all-new liars club yeah, that's that's competing with that crowd. That's a show that we should remake, though, because that was awesome. <laughs> that was a great show. Well, here's sure. here's the thing. Four people have yeah, to test, like, say what it is, and one of them's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. This is a farm in the 1800s. The... No, it's not. It's a yeah. door knocker from 1300s <laughs> no, England. It's... No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a sex toy right there's always yeah, that yeah, yeah. person right the risque adult person no it's not it's a pit picnic basket holder but it, it was that's balderdash basically isn't it wasn't like colin mockery on that when he was a kid wow i don't know <laughs> like right like who <laughs> he's like 20 it's like <laughs> i feel like i feel like he, uh, Shannon Tweed was on it all the time. Remember? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was that dude with the glasses. <laughs> right? It's such a good show. The guy, with, the guy with the blonde hair and the glasses. Yeah, I already always had the cheap comments. Remember? <laughs> Someone was orking blue. And then and then there was the guy host guy who always had the big snide comments there. Yeah, yeah. Remember he talked like that? I, w- I mean, why isn't that a show now? <laughs> I need to find it. Um, here's a, do you think there's a clip of that on YouTube? For sure. The all new Liars Club, like, but that that suggests it's a remake. Yeah. Well, I'm sure someone owns that show still, so it's like that's how they they keep coming back, or they'll redo it. The all new, all new Liars Club. <laughs> yeah, man, I got it right here. Really? Minutes. Yeah, there's a bunch. Well, you're queuing it up. I want to mention another Canadian show. Oh, wow, they even have the ads. Oh, no, this is the bad intro. 
Okay, <laughs> someone recorded this on the TV. I'm going to try this. Of course they did. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a shout out to Uh-Oh. Remember the show on YTV? Hosted by Scott Yaffe as a Wink Yahoo with the really high hair. He'd ask trivia questions and... When kids got it wrong, the Punisher would dump slime on their teammates. Oh, yes. I remember that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Barely. Yep. Okay, here we go. The new Lars. Yeah, the host is the is the John Sebastian-looking math. You know what I'm talking about? So he's like a handsome devil? No, it's tall, uh, blonde hair with the glasses. Part of the story. Eric is a fan. Oh yeah, there's Pete, there's the dude that had the mo hair. Remember, like the 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 beard and the mo hair, like the brush cut or the bowl sort cut. Of. Remember that guy? <laughs> sort of. He's hold, he's holding like a box. It looks like an old box. That's <laughs> good already. <laughs> exactly. I just see because it is extremely old and very valuable. And we're lucky to get an object like this. I don't know if you can all see. Can you see the bottom here? There's a little glass lens in the door. There's a hole here, and one of the doors is missing here. There's a latch for it. This had a little glass lens in it, too. And this was the predecessor to what we know as the box camera today. You can see where this is this slide it's came a camera. out. Maybe. To keep the light from hitting the photographic slide that was placed I, in I there. remember Jimmy Walker was on it all the time, oh, yeah. too. He's next. He was a ringer. Sam's closed here. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a light that entered here too, and this came out in a photograph. So, so he's saying there. it's a, a camera, a box for a camera. Now he's passing it to Jimmy. Very, very much a black thing. From uh, my little great great grandniece. This is true. Thumbelina. See, so he's just going for the gags. And the more they say this is true, yeah. no, this is true. He's saying it's a toy dresser doll, which it looks like. Okay. Is he lying? Well, he's basically saying it's a doll thing. But like the canned laughter is going crazy, like he's on fire. Got it stashed and everything. That little thing, Thumbelina, just love this. And now here's Shannon Tweed. Are there only three or there four? There's four. Right, you know the thing where they slice people in half and the women's feet sticking out there? Well, they do it with mice. One mouse and one ant. Right, so she's saying it's a mouse uh, magic trick. And then this guy what, at the end here. What's your guess? John. So far. Uh, so far, I think it's... The camera? No, the Jimmy Walker one. Okay. It looks like it's an, a kid's toy <laughs> wardrobe. Actually, what this is, uh, Shannon's real close because it has to do with uh, critters. This is called... A bee box. Out in the wilderness, one of the toughest things to do would be to track down a beehive, especially 20, 30, 40 years <laughs> okay, ago. Okay, this is ridiculous. And what you would do is you would, this, this had a little glass here. What you would do is you would, and this opened up up here, and you would catch a bee. Now, catch a bee once you know what store the bee, in you, you raise this here, do this, and you open this up just a little bit. Go find your All right, okay, it's the camera. What is it? Let's see. Cousin Thumb, Belina. <laughs> and uh, Shannon said it's a magician box, and John said a bee box. All right. Uh, okay. Kim, how many points are they going to guess? I'd be betting 20 points. 20 points. Let's get along here. <laughs> it's a bee box. It's a bee box. No the annoying long one. Yeah. Dang. Finding bees and holding them there. So there you go. I would have gotten blown up. Uh, me too. The all new Liars Club, bud. It's a show we should remake. You remake it, but might have to pay Merv Griffin or somebody. Why would, Is it not a Canadian format? I don't know. I feel like the original Liars Club might not be Canadian. Maybe. Well, it, it's pretty classic. We have to look up whether there was an original Liars Club before the all-new one. There must have been. Well, let me uh, wiki fandom here in the Canadian game show. The new Liars Club was the game show where a celebrity panel, blah, 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 
And this was the second revival oh, of yeah, the '69, okay. the Li- Liars sec- Club. Yeah, hosted by Rod Serling. Oh, it's American. so good. Bill Armstrong and Alan Ludden. So, well, couldn't we I'm just sure. start a show called "You're Lying, Bot"? <laughs> like, what's the <laughs> what difference? I don't know. You look it up, I guess, to see if it's, if it's still a thing. Oh, okay. What? Uh, uh, the next line, hosted by Kevin Frank, was produced in '91, and that was similar to the New Liars Club. I know Kevin they Frank. They were both taped. They were both taped at the same studio, and they used the same props with a few changes. So, what is the next line? What the hell. I don't know. I guess that was a lesser known one. Like, is that like, Doesn't... come on, feel the blank? <laughs> well, it's the same show with a different name. Oh, wow. I don't understand. Yeah. Bizarre. But that's it. Speaking of member Music. that, bizarre. Bizarre, oh, man. With John Bynesy. <laughs> we'll save that one for John next time, Biner. bud. I have to check out of this hotel. All right, Bods, we'll talk to you next uh, next time. Yeah. Thank you. Next time from the comfort of my home. Can't wait. Say bye. <laughs>